We just concluded our message series on gratitude, and as we begin this Advent series, we've begun a new series, on message series during the Advent season called Turbulence. That was before we even knew that this was going to happen uh, to us. I laughed when I was preparing for this homily series because I said, wow, we were prophetic. This was like five months ago when we planned this series. And it is entitled Turbulence, Turning to God in Turbulent Times. And the reason we chose that is because December is one of those months that seems to be the quickest of all the months. I don't know about you, but it always seems like December goes so quick. And there's so much stuff that seems to happen in December, especially with how we can get so busy in trying to prepare uh, for Christmas, etc. So it just seems like there's a lot going on. It also seems right now that there's a lot of turbulence in our world. What continues to go on in the Holy Land, Ukraine, etc. Turbulence oftentimes in our own country. Turbulence at times that sometimes people will say, Father, I feel like the church even has turbulence. And in our local church, when that fire sprinkler pipe went, turbulence as well. And whenever things get turbulent, whenever they start to get choppy, rough, etc., we can sometimes start to panic. And whenever we start to panic, when things start to get crazy, oftentimes we don't turn to God in those chaotic, turbulent type of moments. We unfortunately can instead turn inward. We can isolate. We can go to our vices, our Dr. Peppers, in all honesty, when that fire sprinkler pipe broke, all I wanted to do was go drink a Dr. Pepper at that particular moment, all right? So sometimes when that turbulence, that chaotic happens, we go to whatever our quote-unquote Dr. Pepper it is. Because what we do is we sometimes numb the pain of the turbulence, of the chaos, of the difficulty that we encounter at that particular moment. But what we're invited to do, whenever life starts to get crazy and turbulence happens, is instead to turn to God. But most of us don't do that naturally in turbulent times. We again can turn towards ourselves or turn towards a false God, something that we use again to medicate that pain of the chaos and the turbulence that we can face in those moments. So especially today, we focus, as we begin this Advent season, how can we turn to God whenever we face chaotic moments versus turning away from God? The responsorial song that we heard proclaimed very much captures this concept of turning to God, and especially turning to God so that we may look upon the face of God, and that in doing so, we might be saved. That particular refrain is an awesome summary of the entire Advent season, because what is Advent all about? Advent is about preparing us for Christmas. Now, in the commercialization that's happened of Christmas, I think it's easy for us to sometimes forget what Christmas is really supposed to be all about. Christmas is meant to be the feast of the incarnation, 
of celebrating how God became a human being to save us from the ways that we could not save ourselves. And God, who was invisible, the God that was invisible, became visible in the incarnation so that we literally could look upon God and that we could be saved from the ways that we could not save ourselves. And whenever things start to become crazy in our lives, it's an interesting pattern how we try to save ourselves in that moment. We can fall into what's called self-reliance. So rather than relying on God to get us out of whatever chaos we're in in that particular moment, we sometimes turn inward to ourselves and we try to get ourselves out. And what that does is it only makes it worse. The more that we rely on ourselves, sometimes the more we dig ourselves deeper in that moment and more anxiety and pain, etc., can come. But if we choose when that turbulence, that chaos comes and turn to God in that moment, then there's a shift that happened. When I wanted to drink that Dr. Pepper when the pipe broke, it would have again numbed that chaos or that pain, but it wouldn't have gone anywhere. But once I took that moment to pray to God to offer that turbulence, that chaos that had happened, then things started to shift. I invited in God to save me from that chaotic situation rather than trying to save myself. And that's what this week is all about. How do we choose to turn to God and say, God, save me in the ways I cannot save myself whenever I experience those turbulent and chaotic moments. And oftentimes what makes it hard for us to turn to God is that we lack the virtue that we celebrate this week. The first Sunday of Advent has the hope candle. And again, as I mentioned, if you ever want to know what's the right way to light the first Sunday of Advent, go directly across from the rose candle. Emphasis, Father Charlie says rose, not pink. Okay? It's rose candle. <laughs> but the first Sunday of Advent, it's the hope candle. Each of the Sundays have a connection with a particular virtue. And personally, I'll be honest, this Sunday is my personal favorite because I love the virtue of hope. I personally believe that each of us, when we were created by God, had a particular virtue that was placed within our soul. That God gave us a special grace and outpouring of one virtue in particular. Now don't Take me wrong, we need to be virtuous with all the virtues. We need to grow in that throughout our lives. But I believe that there's one virtue in particular that just comes naturally for each and every single one of us because God created us with that particular virtue in mind. In my case, the virtue of hope is the one that I believe God created me with. Hope is all about change and believing that change can happen. Someone who especially is filled with hope 
always believes that a person can change or always believes that a circumstance or situation can change. They have hope for people. I just found naturally that I just gravitate that way. When other people say, oh, so-and-so can't change, I naturally respond even without thinking it, yes, they can. Or when people tell me, Father, this particular situation can't change, I'll say, yes, it can. I just naturally do that without even thinking that way because that's who God made me to be. There is probably some way that you experience hopelessness right now. Maybe there's a relationship that you believe will never change. Maybe there is a circumstance or situation that you believe will never change. Despair enters in, hopelessness enters in, when we believe that something cannot change. And the irony is, the first step for changing something within our lives or something else in the world is just to believe that it can change. If you believe that something cannot change within you, it will not change. If you believe that some circumstance cannot change, it will not change. The first step to make a change is just to believe that it can actually happen. And that's what hope is all about. Hope sees what is not yet able to be seen. People who have hope are the ones that can dream big dreams, prevent, present various types of visions, and they see something before other people are able to see it because they have that hope of what could be. So the reason this virtue of hope is so important as we begin Advent is we want to believe that things can change. We want to enter into the Advent season with that thing that we think can't change, can change. But to realize, though, we can't change it, but God can change it if we choose to turn to God and to say, God, please help to bring about the change that I cannot bring about, but that I know you can bring about. And to be watchful and vigilant for that change. I crack up every time I think about it, but there was a time when I was on an airplane and literally we experienced turbulence. And the poor person next to me was really freaking out about the turbulence and was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna crash, we're gonna die, they're going into a full-blown panic attack. And I literally, at one point, had to tap them and say, um, excuse me, and like, what do you mean we're all gonna die? And I'm like, there's no more turbulence. <laughs> the person was so caught up in the fact that they thought the plane was going down that they didn't even realize that we were out of the turbulence that was causing them to panic from the beginning. <laughs> they weren't watchful, they weren't vigilant for the change that was going to take place of the turbulence because they were so convinced that there was no longer any hope of being able to survive and convince them that the plane was going down, that they couldn't see the change in the circumstance around them. That's what our Lord is trying to get at when he says, be watchful and be vigilant. Be aware of what is the change that I want to make in your life and make in the world. 
but so often we miss the way that God wants to make those changes because we don't have that kind of vigilance because we've despaired and believe that it's never going to change, so we don't even see when the change starts to happen literally in front of our eyes. We're blinded in that particular way. So this week is all about taking off those blinders, believing that change can happen when the turbulence happens, if we have that hope that something can change and shift. Now, some practical ways to help us as we begin this Advent season to deal with any turbulence and to turn back to God. Next weekend, there'll be what are called signups for Exodus 90 and Fiat 90. Exodus 90 and Fiat 90 are great ways of making changes in our lives through certain aesthetical practices where you give up certain things and you do certain things new, especially in prayer. So next weekend, you'll have that opportunity to sign up and get more information about Exodus 90 and Fiat 90. We also, a week from today, will be having a mini Advent mission because Advent is such a quick season. We are doing a little mission rather than a big one, and it will be after the 10 a.m. Mass a week from today. So you're welcome to come to that uh, mini Advent mission again after the 10 a.m. Mass, and that's a great way of helping to enter into the Advent season. My personal favorite way to celebrate Advent is by going to the Adoration Chapel. Because if Christmas is all about the incarnation, the invisible God becoming visible before us, where do we literally have the opportunity right here and right now to see God in adoration? And those unfamiliar with our Adoration Chapel, it's directly across the courtyard, the building that looks like a tower, that's the Adoration Chapel, and it's open every day of the week between 9 a.m. and 10 p.m. And my Advent invitation is each of the weeks of Advent to spend an hour in front of our Lord in adoration. Just do it during the Advent season right now. Just commit to doing it during Advent if you don't yet have the custom of going once a week. And see how it starts to change your relationship with God, how you feel more hopeful, and how whenever you experience that turbulence or chaos in your life, how that time in front of the Lord is that place of refuge. You'll see a great change, a transformation, and more hope when spending time in front of Eucharistic adoration. So we enter into this week bringing to God whatever is turbulent, whatever is chaotic in our lives. We seek to turn towards God, to realize that if we have hope that there can be a change in whatever seems like it cannot change, and through Exodus 90, Fiat 90, the mini Advent mission, or Eucharistic adoration, we can start to make changes in our life, to turn towards God, and to prepare our hearts to receive the gift of the Christ child this upcoming Christmas season.